right. Hey, welcome back. Uh, I'm Chris, and I'm here with Todd. Todd, it's me. Hot Toddy, <laughs> coming at you. Mm-hmm. No, it's great. We uh, we dove in last time to this physical intimacy. And if you came back for part two, well done. Kudos to you, right? Like, yeah. thanks for not. I don't think there's bailing on the conversation. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's not. It's not an easy conversation. No. But it's a good conversation. I I would even say it's necessary. Mm-hmm. And uh, you ever had those conversations with your mom and dad? We need to have a necessary conversation. Yes. What does that even mean? Yes. Like, and then you found out you were in trouble. Do so. you feel, especially like now? I feel like we, we maybe we're getting better at it. Like as parents, maybe having yeah. conversation with their kids. But still, I feel like within the church, it's it's okay. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Well, and I, it's. There's a, this weird balance of like expectation of everything has to be said by the church versus yes. nothing and yes. everything has to be said by parent. And and instead of working together, we just want to shift blame to the other and say, yeah. well, the church never told me about sex right. and they made it seem dirty. Well, listen, the world makes it seem dirty too. They, The church was just trying to do a preventative job of not allowing it to be something that was so consuming because we know what the world does with it. Like I, I was listening to a book. Uh, listen to Bono right now, and he was just—he's in this moment of uh, his wedding with his mm-hmm. his wife and Allie. I—I I don't know if they're still married. Yeah. I'm not that far in the book. So yeah. anyway, but just the the coming together, and he goes, the, the world has made it dirty. Like it was beautiful, and love is beautiful, and being committed, and this this shalom, this peace right. of leaving and cleaving, and and I use those terminologies every now and then in premarital counseling. The leaving and cleaving—you've got to leave to cleave to the other, and and the two shall become one. This. This beautiful thing, which it is beautiful, right? Do you use the word cleave anywhere else? No, nowhere. Curious. Nowhere. Um, other than my kids I would just probably... I well done. I was like, well, good my, use of the word cleave. My kids would probably say, Dad's really cleaving to that hamburger right now. <laughs> Sheesh. Hungry much, Dad? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but we get in those conversations, you're right, of... of of what is appropriate, what wasn't yeah. said, and we're. I think we're looking to cast blame more than we are to really dive in and, and have a conversation about what what is important to talk yeah. about and why it's important to talk about it. I think sometimes it's like we we want to create a safe place within church where it's like, well, no, church is also designed to create uncomfortable yeah. conversations. Yeah. It should. Like we're I talking mean, about God leading us, and God has plenty of uncomfortable conversations with us, just yeah. like we would with our kids in parenting. Like it's, well, no, we, you need to know this. You need to be aware of this. Yeah, what does and it so, look like to die to yourself? To yeah. take up your cross. It's not a, well, you know, that feels great. <laughs> That's right. I really love this warm, bubbly thing. And, yeah. I, and you're like, well, you can go to Joel Olstein for that. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. but I re- do think we're, like, yeah. I'm not, and I'm saying church. I'm not just saying like Fountain Springs. I just think as a whole, I, I know this year we'll have a, a series that focuses on sexuality and, mm-hmm. and sex and all those kind of things. So I'm just excited to kind of be able to navigate those things just as a church. I think it's important. Yeah. And so, um, but we're in a conversation now of just like, okay. How do we do this within, especially within marriage? And we talked about a lot of the why. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like now to make sure that's getting to the practical side of things of how do we know this area is healthy in our marriage? Yeah. And and I think it's one of those of the most damaging areas, right? Like, um, because you can make it about yourself. And we've, t- we've talked about that with the physical, emotional mm-hmm. I- intimacy, the the spiritual intimacy. And, and if the spirit isn't involved in all areas of it, it, yeah. it becomes about you. And I think you yeah. alluded to that a number yep. of times, but, but really th- there has to be conversation. There has to be understanding because not all of us come from great paths, like, you know, things that we've done or things that we've been part of or, or things that have happened to us. There's, 
there's really been some damage that that has happened to us or we've done to ourselves. And and I'm not trying to minimize that at all. You should have conversations. You should be healthy as best you can walking into that. Mm-hmm. Because walking into to sex as a, a married couple, it's not just like, hey, well, we did A, B, and now C is going to happen. No, hold on. There's there's practical things that that need to be walked out. There's conversations that need to be had. There's there's areas of of guide rail guardrails mm-hmm. guardrails that that have to take place. It right? works too. That's yeah. That's well well done. Thank you, man. These are guide rails. Guide rails. We'll call them that rails. from now on. There you go. Let forget it. What Andy Stanley says. We've got guide rails. <laughs> so his guardrails conversation is so 2020. Yeah. Anyway, but man, I I really think how much more amazing marriage could be if couples were to really give intentionality to this conversation. I think most people feel, especially with spiritual intimacy and emotional intimacy, like they have more questions around that area. Yeah. Come to physical intimacy and it's like, I think I know how to run this area. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so part of that I go, but there's more to it than that. Like one of the areas I, when I meet with couples, like, before I dive into like, hey, sex, I think one of the conversations you got to have first too is also about affection because mm-hmm. I think physical intimacy plays into this of like, how how much affection do you want? Yeah. How much affection does your spouse want? Because that actually can create um, either you guys being really close yeah, or the opposite. Yeah, to where you're absolutely. Like, oh, I just, you know, I wish he or she would hold my hand or I wish, you know, they just put their arm around me or give me a hug right now. And it's not of the sexual nature. No. It's more of this like, Hey, I just, I'm here. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. Like let's, let's walk through this together. And if you are a, you know, love language is touch that, that, that means a whole different thing in regards to like, I just need that just to feel. Well, yeah, no, loved. I would, I would have been of the camp a long time ago that, Physical touch meant we were eventually going to have sex, right? Like that was like <laughs> yes. a guarantee. Like if we accidentally bumped like hands on the couch after supper. You're like, oh. Well, man, she's yeah. in it to win it. Yeah. All right, let's go. And I would yep. be excited. And then I, then it, it, I'll be honest, it's kind of a depressor going, oh, you just wanted to hold my hand. Because physical touch yep. is is one of my love languages. I, I love that. I love being close. I love, I'm a hugger. Yep. And, and for Rachel and I, um, it's an important aspect, but, but I agree, not everything has to lead to that because there are just those areas that need to be filled that, that reminded that we're close, that we're valued, not just for what act we can do, but we're yeah. valued for who we are as an individual and the part that we play in this, this relationship, in this marriage. Yeah, Cause physical intimacy also happens within a family too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, you, you, you hug there, you give that kind of, yep. um, on one of my daughters, I feel like touch is a big thing. Like she wants to yep. sit right next to me like next to me and some of it i'm like okay like you're much right now like just scoot away but i also got to be careful with that because for her she needs that and so i go so couples you got to see this of like some someone's going to need some of that and so you may not think well that's not that big of a deal but to them it is and so it will feel and this is the one area like Physical intimacy, if if it's not happening, if it's not in a healthy spot, it is probably the most rejection, yeah, like felt, yeah. like oh, yeah. it, it, you just like oh, because I also think this is because it's that, the ultimate act, right? right? It's this ultimate act of giving everything of yourself, right? The vulnerable nature, the the moment Correct. where you are exposed and there's nothing yeah, else, exactly. and you're going, you, you don't want me, like, right? And I so, think of our, 
Okay. Yep. I think of Varsity Blues, right? Like, oh boy. Oh man. You know, like, not that I'm endorsing that. I was that not movie, expecting that to be. Right. Yeah, okay, go ahead. But please. you know what I mean? Like, where the girl shows up and the quarterback's like, I don't want this. I yeah. don't see this in you. This yeah. is not what. This is not what I envision this being. And, yeah. and I think so many times, like. Guys have one way of looking at that night or just sex in general. Like, man, I get to do this with my wife. I get to have sex. And they're like, uh, like you're saying, I need more. I need to pay attention to this. I yep. need to be focused in on this. And and if those two don't ever, like, find a way to come together, oh, it's rough. Yeah, because then it feels like, well, wh whoever it is, but let's yeah. typically you see on the guy side, yep. well, this needs not being yep, met. Absolutely. Well, then she's over here. Well, this needs not being met. Yep. And so they instead of trying to help each other find, like, I would say middle ground, but serve each other yeah. in those areas. They just kind of use it as a weapon. Yep, absolutely. Well, and I'm not giving you this until you give me that. And sex and should never be used as a weapon, that's right? Not like, a practical yeah. spot right there. Like, don't yeah. use this. No. Because it, it's, we know this in our culture and we know this just individually, it does have power. Yeah. And so, how you use it, how you mm -hmm. um, allow it to function in your relationship says a lot of how you view yeah. it. No, absolutely. And I, and there are practical ways I think you can go down there. Like if this sounds weird, like like if you can pick a night, if you have to pick a night, mm -hmm. make it. But but at least there's intention out of there because you know that that you need to be on your guard that day to be intentional. But but like if you need to be that robotic about it, be okay. Yeah. But but ultimately I think what you're alluding to is like if if you have it in your head, there has to be so much more that goes into it that day rather than just showing up, watching some TV, watching the news, going to bed and going, well, I think it's time for us to have sex. And right. you go, you did nothing that day Correct. to convey love or to display affection towards uh, right. your spouse. And and you know they need it, right? Because right. nothing's worse than feeling like you get done and you're like, well, I feel used and mm -hmm. that was only in it good for you. You know, and I know this isn't a conversation a lot of people have, right? Like this idea of like, well, that was only good for you yep. because you have to have that conversation as well. Like it has to be mutually beneficial for both people. It can't just be beneficial for the one where like, well, you got your needs met. I, you know, and what does that look like? Because I think God's glorified and I, granted when I grew up, that was never a conversation. I think God has to be glorified in, in this act of sex between you and your spouse. And I would say this is probably why this area gets... Um, sometimes a lot of attention in a sense of like, well, we may not know how to like communicate yeah. well. We're working through that. But I do know what this should look like. Yeah. <laughs> and so we deal, what I, I, in the counseling I've done, and even in my own marriage is like a lot of dealing with unmet expectations. Yeah, here. yeah. Um, that you're like, well, I thought it was going to be this. I thought yeah. our love life was going to be this. I thought our intimacy would be on this level and it's not. Yeah. And it and then you go, why? Yeah. Like what happened? And so some of that is just well, when you didn't really talk through expectations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so talking through them, like I think it's important to talk about like what does our affection look like? Mm -hmm. Um, I even sometimes have couples do like on a one to ten, like ten being like middle school PDA, like yeah. this is the extreme, like you're still the best. Yeah. I love you. I, you know, like just yeah. sitting constantly. <laughs> Is one of you to, able to breathe? Like, <laughs> yes. raise your hand if right. you're in trouble, right? Right, like, <laughs> there's that. But then one being like, because I, I had asked couples, like, what did you see yeah. from your parents? Yep. Oh, absolutely. And it, and it is crazy to hear, like, some of them like, oh, you know, in the middle. I didn't hear too often of, like, really high numbers yeah. on that. Oh, absolutely. But a lot of them in the, well, I barely saw them yeah. be affectionate. So then they're going, well, I guess that's what 
marriage is. And I go, what? and that's the part, like where are your expectations yeah. come from? Yep. I look at it as like some of my expectations in this area, especially the affection part, yeah, I, I saw from my parents. Yep. Uh, the sex part of it came more from what I watched on TV, movies, high school friends. And that's where I'm looking at going, probably not the best resources for healthy expectations. No, and I would say that's the dangerous part. Like, they're the only ones. Like, so many parents thought it was so taboo, so they didn't say anything or didn't show affection. Right. And so I was a product of that, like, able to find whatever I could. And I thought, well, that's what sex is supposed to be like. Wow, that's that's really interesting. Or whatever the case that that continues to show us because we know that it doesn't just Hollywood doesn't see a line and culture no. doesn't see a line and say, you know, that's a good line. Let's just stay right there. No, right. it's all push that envelope and, and this is involved and this is involved and, oh, you should think about this and whoa, wait, hold on. Like, and then like you're saying, we come into these conversations with such high expectations or perceived expectations. Like, yes. Because you believe that the other person has seen everything you've seen and, and mm -hmm. they're on the same page as you. And that's a, a gross misnomer right there. Like yeah. this idea like, well, they know what I'm thinking and I know what they're thinking. So we've got to make sure. And then you miss the mark and you think sex is the worst thing in the world because you didn't connect. You, It, it wasn't what was built up hype-wise. Yeah. And, and I think it just takes the time of, and journey to go walking yeah. through mm -hmm. expectations. I know for me personally, I had to... I felt like unlearn some expectations. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And be like, whoa, those are way like out of bounds and putting a lot of pressure on Tina. That's mm -hmm. not fair. Yeah. Um, whether it was affection or sex. And so to me, I'd be like looking at those and having honest conversations. Yeah. Like you gotta be willing and be humble enough to look at your spouse and go, Hey, are my expectations in a good place yeah. with this? Yeah. Um, or am I putting pressure on you? Yeah. Uh, and some of that. And so that would be like step one of applying like how mm -hmm. do we have healthy physical intimacies start managing expectations in this yep. area start talking about it just don't assume it's going to go well because we're just so in love with each other yeah and and hear me like we i talk to this about couples all the time and i'm sure you do too and rachel and i joke about i'll just be honest rachel and i joke about it like sex when we first got married was yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, compared to now, uh, yeah, compared yeah, to now, uh, like, yeah. Sex, At the time listen, you're like, well, this is what God, I feel like great. a politician when I say this. Hear me when I say this: sex only gets better. It yeah. just does because you and it should. It's got to you because you learn to manage those expectations. You learn to be real and honest with each other. You build up your spouse. You love your spouse. You you focus on those things that outside of the act that really make it more meaningful yes. for you in those moments. And, and, it, and it should go that way. Yeah. And that's when it starts to be meaningful to where, once again, all these areas, you have an opportunity to serve each yes. other in this area. Mm -hmm. um, and so to manage expectations, it's talking through, like how often do we want to have yeah. sex? Uh, and and it's going to differ on some yep. levels, like how often one person versus the other. And so knowing that I think is a critical piece to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think being able to like go, like what does it look like to – navigate some of the boundaries within yep. that too. Oh yeah. Um, what are they comfortable with? What are they not comfortable with? You just got to be willing to have those conversations. Well, in those different seasons of life, right? Like we have kids and right. sometimes you're like, uh, I don't know if they're asleep yet. Well, I don't, why does that matter? <laughs> it matters. Okay. <laughs> if your kids are not asleep, sometimes right. for some spouses, it matters. And that's another thing. Yeah. Environment actually yes, is a big I thing. I would agree. Like, some of you'd be like, I don't care where. I know. And some are like, <laughs> I do. Uh, and so that's the other thing of like what environment, and I'm not just saying like place, I'm going, what environment are you, 
like creating when it comes to physical intimacy. Yep. Oh, absolutely. It goes back to what you said. It's like, all right, if you're expecting like, man, it'd be great to have sex tonight. Yes. Well, okay. Well, what have you done to help your spouse yep. get to that spot too? Yeah. And sometimes it, sometimes it's a text. Yeah. Sometimes it's a phone call. Sometimes it's okay. Here, let me just give you a tip on some, some intimacy. Uh, if you take your lunch hour and go put a post-it note that says, I love you on your spouse's car, I guarantee that's going to put the playing field a little bit closer <laughs> in your area. Or like if you take a, a snack or you right. show things that, that speak their love language, time or gifts or just acts yep. of service, those things only just fill the tank of that individual to make them feel like they are so loved by you. I think one of it you're looking for is in this environment, is it one that we are like chasing after each other, yep. pursuing after each other, and that environment's there. Like we're just, we kind of keep that dating spirit. Yep. It's yep. going to look different when you're year 20 yep. versus year one. Yep. But hey, do we still have that dating uh, mentality? But I also think, is it a safe place? Like yeah. you said, like some people are going to be like, no, kids are up. No, That's thank right. you. That's not <laughs> happening. Um, and so for them, it's like, are you creating an environment where they go, I want to explore yes. this yes. in this setting? Like, yes, I don't want to do it there. I want it in here. And having those conversations are critical because you two are usually on two different wavelengths when it comes to that stuff. No, I would agree. And I think that's so vital. You said something just a second ago, and I'm trying to recall how you said, oh, I think just this idea of like um, setting the table for what you want and how you want it is. is And that's not a manipulation. I want to be careful with that. It's uh, even under influence. You're you're taking somebody on this journey with you. Yep. Um, and so I think they want to see like, hey, like almost the love back and, and it not being, it's about love instead of it being some kind of transaction. Yeah. And we talked about that in the last Well, episode. and I think that's, here's the hard part. Like, and one of the other things I wanted to just kind of focus in on this is you mentioned it, like you got to chase after each other. And, and that's the hard part. And that's where da- danger happens in the marriage when one of the spouses isn't chasing after the other. Yep. And if their love language is, is affirmation or physical touch and somebody somewhere is is giving that to your spouse and they're not keeping their guide rail up, yeah. you know, just that idea of like you've got to protect, you protect the marriage bed, you yep. protect that relationship. Scripture talks about that. And and it's so, so important for us to chase after each other because it's got to come from you. It's got to come from that person yeah. because if it's not, then then you're missing a key ingredient and mm-hmm. and. We, Listen, we all want to be pursued. We all want to be loved. We all want to be remembered that that this is the most important relationship outside of a relationship with God. Yep. So. I think some of the other practical parts is recognizing, like, God made our bodies completely different. Oh, yeah. I remember (laughs) one guy described it one way. It was another pastor. He said, guys are like microwaves. Women are like ovens. And you got to turn them on early. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and I was like, actually, with the way they're about to perform, that's not completely off. And I think it's some wisdom to navigate that. I think in marriages, I noticed, and it was like, oh, we are very different in yep. this. It doesn't take long. Nope. It takes you long. Okay, this is weird. I, I thought it would be <laughs> both of us would be going at the same, you know, all those thoughts that you thought this would just work yeah. out. Oh, yeah. And then so then you sit there, especially as a young couple, go, are we are we the problem? Yeah. Are, are we the struggle? Do we not know? Well, and that's the dangerous part because then couples look at each other and go, no, you're the problem. Because <laughs> yeah, I, right. I don't have any problems. I'm ready to go whenever you are. So then it are, turns you know? into a comparison it game. It does. It does. And so that's what I just caution. Like, I think culture tries to sell us, like, it should be this. Well, yep. Who decided that? Yeah. Um, and so trying to find what 
good rhythms you have, but also being able to talk about it once again, being like, what do we want this to look like yeah. in a healthy and it is. It's so vital to, to pursue after that and and to seek God in it. And God, give us a good perspective. And, may, and maybe it is you searching out someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just sitting down with a counselor. Maybe it's sitting down with a pastor, someone that you trust, and said, hey, I think I think we got off the rails here a little bit. I think we've we've missed the mark. I think we've been putting some things, some expectations out ahead of the game, yep. and we need to draw it back in. So have the conversation. Don't let it. Listen, it's too important of a thing to let it yep. just Let's just try to figure it out. No, right. listen. Yeah, I think that's important to recognize. Like whether it's, I know you may not want to, but like talking to somebody that you mm-hmm. trust, like yeah. uh, whether it be uh, Chris and I, if you as if from a pastoral perspective, yeah. or sometimes it could be a parent. Your yeah. parents. Hey, by some, the way, thanks for screwing me up, Mom. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm yeah. just kidding. No. <laughs> but they may have more insight into that than you realize. Yeah. Um, and so, but it could be a mentor. It could be a lot of different things, yeah. but it's a scary conversation to approach. But uh, looking back, I wish I would have had probably more conversations. No, yeah. I Or I would have had somebody who was willing to be like, hey, how's that going? Yeah. Yeah, because there were definitely conversations I was not having with, with Doug and Susie. Right. Let me just tell you that. Right. And you that's know, totally understandable. It's understandable, but I, I didn't have anybody else I was talking to, which is which is the big right. issue, right? But isn't it funny? Like, you can go emotional and spiritual and be like, you just have a mental wall, like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Physical, we're like, hmm, so do I not. need to? <laughs> I don't think that's... No, I don't think I want to bring that no, up. No, no, I don't no. want to bring that up. Hey, can I, have some more, can I have now, some more carrots? And hear me. I think even, like, there's a... There's some wisdom to bring that because I do think you you and your spouse need to know, like, they would want to know you yeah. may be talking about that outside. Yes, absolutely. And so that's where you've got to be in an agreement of like, hey, maybe we get we seek some help together Sure. Uh, in some of that. Because I do think as much as these are like uh, some divots to make it helpful, I also want to make sure we bring up, there are some things you can do that would just derail. Oh, absolutely. The physical intimacy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of those that I want to make sure we bring up is just... I think when it comes to keeping the marriage bed pure, one of the things you got to fight is keeping all other parties, any third parties outside of that. Yes. To where it's just you two. So to me, that falls in line of pornography or uh, anything that you kind of feel like, oh, that's, I want this intimacy with my spouse, not with because, so said yeah. other person or so said other thing. Well, yeah, because every, anything adds like someone else to the bed, right? Like mm-hmm. that idea, like whether you want to believe it or not. I mean, we could have a conversation about a body pillow that just takes up too much space in your in your bed, and you're just frustrated with it. But, but, but honestly, like this is one of the only areas where you only want to keep it just you and your spouse. There's yeah. there's nothing else, anything outside of seeking God and asking for His provision and for His help and and seeking professional help mm-hmm. should be the only thing that. that yeah, because I do makes. think there is some privacy in this, yeah, absolutely. and so that's that's what you got to fight for. I look at it um, as like. And I may have said this last episode, but the purity part of this becomes really important. It does. Absolutely. I go, you've got to fight for it um, because now you're not just fighting for, I remember growing up hearing all the time, like, you got to be pure before you marry. Yeah. And I was like, okay, just don't have sex. But then it's like, what I wish someone would have coached on the other side of this. And the reason is you've got to learn to have purity for yourself. Yeah. But then when you get married, you're fighting for purity for not just mm-hmm. you, but now another person yep. who you love and care about. And not only that, I think family play comes into that because when you affect that purity. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't just affect you. No, especially it, when you have kids and what you want them yep. to see and what, what transpires there. So I mean, you can ask anybody yeah. who's had an affair and they would know, yep, like it yeah. doesn't just affect me. 
Okay. And so, and that, I think that plays into, especially physical intimacy. It's like, I've, you know, you hear physical affairs, obviously, and emotional affairs, but all of that, people just don't wake up and go, you know what? I want to do that today. No. And yeah. And it goes back to pursuing and guarding and, and being intentional. And it really means both pursuing Christ and first and foremost and what that means. And yeah, I think it's so vital to, to have those conversations. And I hope that this has been beneficial for you yeah. as we, we dove into this, uh, man, don't listen, don't think it's going to get better act and be intentional with it. So it does get better because it really can be one of the most fulfilling areas of your relationship and God desired it to be pleasurable and wonderful. So don't, don't continue to, to put band-aids over it and, and sabotage it. Get after it. I think this area of physical, when it comes to sex and affection, it like takes, it's like the icing on the cake yes. or it, it makes it yep. that much better yep. where it's no, like, man, absolutely. not only do we have these things, we're able to have this and it's <laughs> I'm not gonna argue special. With you. <laughs> I mean, it is. And I think God knew that. Yeah. And he's like, that's why I gave you this gift. It's not yeah. some ugly, nasty thing. There's so many benefits to it, not yeah. only creating family, but just also a closeness that yeah. you're not going to hopefully share with a bunch yeah. of other people. And you're not. <laughs> No, that's you're not, not the get, goal. You're not going to get that closeness anywhere else. Being what what is like Tim Keller says it right, like being fully known and fully loved. Yes, and, and that's what sex that's is. You're way. fully known and fully loved, and that's exactly if and if, one of the most vulnerable. Steps. Yes, and if that's exactly what a relationship with God was, I think He wants that for every area of our lives. Yeah, and so. I just thought even as one last practical thing of like you can know the question of like if you keep telling somebody no to mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. like. That's a dangerous phrase because it starts to feel like rejection. It's about like, instead of no, changing the language to yep. win. Yep. And, and so just trying to think of other practical ways to help you kind of, sometimes it's just verbiage. Sometimes it's just what environment am I creating with my spouse? In Absolutely. Area. So. All right. Well, hey, thanks for, thanks for tuning in and being a part of this. We love having conversations yeah. with you, even if, uh, even if they're a little bit, a uh, little bit more charged than most. spicy. That's right. Saucy. Saucy. It is the best. <laughs> All right. See you next time. See ya.